Welcome to Grace for the Tryhard, a place where we tryhards can be reminded of the grace we've been given and be empowered to walk in it every day. Do you ever feel like no matter how hard you try, you aren't good enough? Have you struggled with shame and want to experience more freedom in your walk with Christ? Do you feel inspired and empowered when you hear other people's stories of transformation and healing? If your answer is yes to any of those questions, I'm right there with you. Being empowered to live and work out of grace is possible, and here we are learning how to do that together. No need to show up polished, poised, or perfect. Come as you are and join us as we experience God's grace together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Grace for the Tryhard, a place where tryhards can learn to receive God's grace and live freely out of it. Um, I'm Lindsay, the host of this podcast, and I'm really glad you're listening. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I really hope it encourages you, it speaks to you, it challenges you, it um, helps you to see God's grace more clearly. Today, um, we have an awesome interview with one of my closest, closest friends. Her name is Jessica Holcomb, and Jessica has lived with me. She's cried with me. She's prayed with me. And she constantly helps me to see Jesus more clearly and has just been a really, really great friend to me. We went to college together. We worked in a campus ministry together, and now I'm working in another organization. So this season has been hard for me because I don't see Jess as much as I used to because I used to see her like every day because we work together. But the moments that we do get to see each other and hang out and talk are just so refreshing. And I wanted to share a little conversation that we've had with all of you. Um, Jess and I had very different upbringings um, when it comes to just how we... um, experienced God as a child. And I learned through this interview that it makes a lot more sense to me now why in our friendship, it always seemed like Jess just more easily understood grace and like believed the grace that God had for her um, versus me for myself. (laughs) We talk about our friendship. We talk about boundaries. We talk about perfectionism. We talk about Sabbath. We even talk about baking. So we talked about a lot of different things. We kind of had just a very organic conversation and just kind of let the conversation go in whatever direction it felt like it was going, um, which is what I love to do. So there isn't just one topic that we focus on. We kind of talk about a lot of different things, but I think you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into the interview. Hello, everyone. (laughs) We're here today for another episode of Grace for the Tryhard. And we're going to be talking with one of my dearest friends, Jessica Holcomb. Let's give her a round of applause. (laughs) Just kidding. It's just me here. Um, But I hope you are giving her a round of applause wherever you're listening to this. Um, We're going to have a great conversation today. There's not a huge plan, so we're just going to kind of see how it goes. Um, Yeah, I haven't even thought about what I'm going to, how I'm going to introduce you. So I'm going to just do it on the fly. Okay. (laughs) So I don't want to tell your whole story, but basically we've been friends for, I I mean, we met in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. 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 Probably 2015. 2015. And it's, 
Yeah. It's 2023 now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, eight-ish years. Yeah. Which, all, it also feels like we've been friends since we were, like, two. At least for me. Like, yeah. I feel like I've known you forever. So, yeah. eight years feels like a long time, but also not a long right. time. So, yeah, wow. we, we've been through a lot. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that. <clears throat> um, and just, like, the strong friendship that we've built. But if you just want to share a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah, so we met... Um, through Chi Alpha Christian Student Organization that we were both a part of as students and then both worked for and I still work for and yeah it's just crazy you saying that like eight years because that is like my entire adult life mm. that's like the me who I slowly have like become now I guess yeah. I don't know if that makes sense like you've known the me that I've more intentionally been. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. And we've like grown together in that, in both becoming that. So, um, but yeah, um, we both went to IU and I don't know what else to say about me. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, two years ago, two and a few months. Two and a half. Yeah. And I'm from. Northwest Indiana, the region, for any of those who know what that is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Cool. That's great. And I really love that you said, like, um, for most of your, like, adult life, because mm-hmm. I didn't put that together, but we're both 27 mm-hmm. and eight years. Yeah, so we were, like, 19 when yeah. we met. Yeah. And for me... The 20s have been, like, probably the hardest decade of my life. <laughs> yeah. Going on a decade, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I didn't expect that at all. Like, mm-hmm. I just thought it was just going to be fun. Like, you're over 21, so you can, like, drink and, you know, you're just getting a new job. You're in college, after college, and all this stuff. and so exciting. Yeah. And, but for me, it's been just, like a lot of personal growth, like you're saying, like Mm -hmm. the person who we're becoming, Mm -hmm. like, I guess you could spend your twenties just having a good time. Um, but there's just a lot of like leaving childhood that you're like, okay, now I have to deal with, like, I don't have to, but I could, I can deal with how I grew up and Mm -hmm. my um, fears and insecurities. And like, now I'm going to be on my own. So how do I want to live my life? And Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's been really cool that you've been with me through a lot of that, (laughs) through, like, all of it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's... I'm glad you brought that up and, like, made that connection. So um, I want to talk a little bit about friendship. Before I came to college, I didn't have a ton of girlfriends. Um, I was more of, like, a guy's girl, and Mm. my... Like, my mom isn't super girly, Mm -hmm. so, like, my example of a woman was more strong and like independent and all the stuff and I had a ton of guy cousins and I just felt more comfortable with guys mm-hmm. um being friends and when I came to college I kind of just expected that would be my reality um and then we met and we got really close we led a small group together and I feel like mm-hmm. that's when we really really got close um yeah. got to know each other a lot more and so like you helped me a lot to I don't know, just believe that I could have girlfriends. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. 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 
I, yeah, like, I mean, I don't think I, maybe I wasn't the exact same, but I definitely didn't have any close girlfriends at that time. Well, not any, but who were like really close, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like in my day-to-day -day life, yeah. kind of, um, who were Christians mm -hmm. specifically, who I could like, um, yeah, just talk to about the deepest things in life, you know, and the things that mattered the most and that were happening, the changes and transformation we were both experiencing. I hadn't really had that. I remember actually like there was one point where I like prayed and asked God like, please give me like a girl best friend. Because mm -hmm. I had, I just didn't feel like I'd ever really had that. Yeah. Like a close, close friend, mm -hmm. you know, who I like, or we shared our hearts with each other. Because yeah. I had close friends and we were similar or had similar interests and likes and, or we were just really different mm -hmm. and whatever. But yeah, so I agree. He definitely gave me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice to remember. Yeah. Because I don't think about this all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, I guess just like through the season of becoming friends with you and becoming a believer, starting to follow Jesus, like I definitely 100% agree that like that was one thing that really brought us together mm -hmm. because we were like getting to the word talking about it all the time we were we had this passion for international students and mm -hmm. like wanting to love them and make them feel welcomed at IU and mm -hmm. um and also just like learning how um how God speaks you know um at least for me I didn't grow up thinking he spoke <laughs> I you know I just thought he was kind of chilling up in heaven or whatever mm -hmm. but um I think you're and maybe you can share a little bit about just like your upbringing in church and stuff and just like your perspective of God then versus your perspective of God now slash like in college. Was there a difference? I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't know if it, it, it I don't know if it was like as clear of like, I thought this and now I think, I thought that and now I think this. Yeah. I think there were just a lot of like missing pieces. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, I mean, there were definitely things I thought about God that were wrong, but they were more like subtle and just things that I kind of put on him, you know, just yeah. in my humanity. But there were just a lot of missing pieces and a lot of things that I thought about God, but I didn't know why. Yeah. And I, I had never really, at least not what I remember, been taught like in scripture, like how do I know that this is who God is? I mean, I think I had experienced a lot of his, like, him being a God who provides. Mm. And thankfully, like, I did grow up in a church that was very experiential. Yeah. It was, like, charismatic Pentecostal. So, like, I, I, I'm thankful for that because I, I knew God more relationally. But, yeah, like, through Chi Alpha, I just learned how to, like, know who God is more myself yeah and like in scripture and theologically and like how to actually pursue him yeah that's cool yeah um so like one thing I struggled with before like encountering Jesus was like reading or hearing the word from like when I went to church and stuff but then like not thinking it was like 
just possible to live it out. Um, yeah. I just thought that's way too hard. And mm-hmm. so why even try? Mm. Did you ever think that? Or did you think it was like, yes, this is possible and I can live this out? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I ever... Well, okay, I, I did have that thought. I remember like when I was little. Okay. Like probably like 10. I remember like it wasn't, I don't think it was from reading scripture. I just like knew God was holy. Mm. I knew God didn't sin. Mm-hmm. Whether that was something, you know, I learned from church or my mom or something. Yeah. But like, I knew God was holy and I knew that I was sinful. Like, I felt my sin. Mm. And I remember just like, I remember one day saying to my mom, like, I just wish I could just be holy. Mm. I just wish I could just oh like, my not ever have to worry about sin. I just want to, just want it to be gone. <laughs> um, so I guess in that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying that knowing that like, I, I, I did sin, you know, yeah. and that, like, I couldn't be perfect mm-hmm. like God, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. after that, I don't know how much I really thought about that. Yeah. I think I just, I mean, you s- described specifically reading the Bible and I don't really know. I don't, I remember I tried to read the Bible once for like a week and then I was like, whoa, <laughs> I can't do this. Like, I think I enjoyed it, but it was just like. I was like in over my head. Mm. So I don't know if I really ever had that experience from reading it myself. Mm -hmm. Like my experiences with God or like my understanding of him was probably more from like worship and just like church. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. And I think for me, like I didn't really read the Bible as a kid either. Um, But just going to church and going to mass, like I would hear it. And again, like, no one ever like read through the whole thing to me. So I yeah. I don't think I got like an accurate picture. It was just like yeah. stories, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think I filled in the blanks a lot. Yeah. And it sounds like you also, even though at a young age you like understood your sin and like God is holy and all this stuff. But like, I think too, because you were experiencing God a lot through worship and like through relationship, it wasn't as hard for you to like believe grace. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Okay. And for me, like, Grace wasn't even a thing, so of course I can't Mm -hmm. be perfect or be holy because there's no, um, you know, way out Mm -hmm. or someone's not going to, like, do this for me on my behalf. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead. Like, if anything, my church talked about grace a lot. Okay. And I literally remember one service in Kyle when I first started coming after I was kind of running away from God for a while, our pastor said literally the most like basic, simple thing. He was like, you know, just because you believe in God doesn't make you a Christian. Mm. And I literally remember like sitting there being like, oh my gosh, he's right. <laughs> like I, he, I mean, I'm sure he didn't think about that very long. It's just like a basic, you know, like simple thing. But I was like, I needed to hear that Mm. at that time. I just was like making a lot of compromises in my faith and just like forgetting things I knew because it was like, well, God loves me, Mm. you know? And so it's Mm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this is all making so much sense to me now because I've always seen you as like someone, yeah, who just like gets grace. Mm. Um, And again, we don't all like fully understand grace, but yeah. It just seems like it comes, it's easier to believe for you. Mm -hmm. And 
a lot of that is probably just because of your upbringing and like you were taught that truth over and over and over again so it's like it's easier to believe Mm -hmm. um and to like I remember one time I talked to you about like I don't really ever like just feel like God loves me like I don't just sit and just think like God loves me so much like that's just not natural for me and and I said something like do you ever feel that way and you're like no I usually do (laughs) like I usually just feel like God loves me and I'm like that sounds amazing you know Mm. so I just like Mm. I think that's so cool and it just makes me think about like if and when I have kids like I want to just saturate them like in grace and I understand too like you can go too far like you're saying like you need both you need like that grace should motivate you to like want to just surrender your life to Jesus and like surrender your will to him Mm -hmm. um so yeah 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 I'm definitely very thankful like I don't know how much I'd say that I grew up in like a Christian household Mm -hmm. but we went to church and I'm really thankful for that Mm -hmm. because like that's how I knew God was loving and good and I like loved being in his presence because of that Mm -hmm. oh so cool (laughs) well I didn't expect to talk about this but this was so good yeah Um, Okay, we have um, switched locations, so it might sound a little different, but, you know, um, food was being made, and so <laughs> we didn't want you to hear uh, Sager cooking. Um, right. Because he's going to be pretty obnoxious in the kitchen, right? <laughs> oh, man, Just you like know him. Just pots and stuff. <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit about friendship, and then we just kind of talked about God. and Yeah. You know, that's grace. Grace and stuff, yeah. So, um, is there any other just, like, memory from our friendship you want to share? I know there's been a lot. We lived (laughs) together for a year, Mm -hmm. and for me, that was, like, a really good experience. Um, just because we spent so much time together, and Mm. that was a hard year for me. And just having you with me through it was, like, awesome. And yeah. we were also dating for the first time in a while, I think. Like, mm. you started dating yeah. Sager, and I started dating Joe, yeah. and that was just cool to, like, process right. that together. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, gosh, just, like, a memory. Yeah, like you said, there's so many. I guess just because we were, we're, we've been talking about, like, the beginning of our friendship more, like, something I was, I guess isn't really a m- memory. There's multiple memories, I guess, but... Of just, like, when I was first getting to know you. Before we became, like, really close even. But also then, too. Is just, like, how vulnerable you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I truly think that is why we became such good friends. Mm-hmm. Because you were just... You just struck me as, like, the most vulnerable person I've ever met. And, like, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, part of it was I know you were intentional. But also you were like, I just can't keep this in. Like, mm-hmm. I just have to like confess this thing or just be honest with you and I, it was so refreshing <laughs> i had never met anybody like that and it just like changed it changed me like it changed my perspective totally on friendship and mm-hmm. i was like wow this girl like really loves jesus because she's not like faking it at all Mm. you know she's just being real yeah and yeah like I said it was just so refreshing and I think that really like set the foundation 
for our friendship. So yeah, yeah I'm just really thankful for that. Yeah. About you. I definitely agree. Thanks for saying that. I agree that that was the foundation of our friendship. Yeah. Um, and would also help to make it so strong. Mm-hmm. And if any of you who are listening struggle with friendships, because I struggled with friendships most of my life. Like I had one really good friend in high school, but before that, like I just felt like I never had friends. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of that was because I never felt like I could be myself around someone. And yeah. the more I learned, well, obviously just being in a Christian community and like being with people who are pursuing Jesus, it's like feels safer mm-hmm. because you're all like family. Yeah. And yeah. So there's a lot to that, but, um, I'm just thankful that you always just like accepted that vulnerability because people can take vulnerability and use it against you, mm-hmm. you know? And there's, I must have sent something in you that was like, this girl's not going to use it against me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'd also just like to talk about, um, something a guy at work mentioned today mm-hmm. and that's focusing on progress over perfection. From my perspective, I, I feel like you, are excellent at things but to me you've never seemed like a perfectionist like mm. and but I just want to know like how do you see yourself and are there areas of your life that you feel like you're a perfectionist yeah there are areas of my life where I see myself as a perfectionist I don't see myself as that overall but there's definitely areas where I'm like oh, wow it comes out <laughs> and I think yeah it comes out like in my home and like how clean it is and like organization and things like everything going everything has a place and it should be there (laughs) and like um organizing my life or just like tasks and to-do lists stuff like that I can be perfectionist about and but I, I definitely thankfully like that's something that Jesus has been and is still like working on in me and it's just like made me more aware of mm-hmm. my tendencies my yeah. perfectionistic tendencies and showing me that it's like connected to control mm. and just mm. like he's been helping me to grow and like releasing some of those things to him yeah and just accepting that it can't be perfect it won't be and perfect isn't even the best thing for me yeah <laughs> so yeah. or my idea of what perfect is mm-hmm. oh that's so good so <laughs> I think in our culture um I think people are learning that like it's good to let go mm-hmm. but we're all I think we're all kind of like want to be in control maybe it's just human nature yeah but like why do you think it's okay for us to let go like why should we let go of that control um especially when it comes to like things like your house like I think in our heads we could think there's nothing wrong with wanting my house to be clean Mm. you know but you're like sensing there's some like need for control in it yeah so why is that good to let go and why is it like okay to let go right like I don't want my house to be a pigsty Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and I think that sometimes maybe the temptation is to think in extremes at least for me is like, oh my gosh, if I don't clean it, it's so dirty. And like, it just becomes this bigger thing in my head too. And it just like bothers me. And when it bothers me that much, then that's like a signal of something deeper. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just about 
cleaning my house. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like you said, we can all agree it's a good thing to clean your house. Yeah. But it's like pointing to a deeper desire in me to control my life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a false sense of security. Yeah. So it's wow. <laughs> so it's good for me to release that to God because then when I do that, it's putting me more in line with reality. Mm-hmm. That, like, yes, there's certain things I can do in, in my life. It doesn't mean that I just have, like, no control over anything. Mm-hmm. But, like Paul says, like, I've learned to be content in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know? I've, yeah, I learned to be content when I'm hungry and when I have plenty. Um, and all that. Yep. <laughs> So, like, I think that when I practice releasing that to God and trusting Him with it, I'm practicing contentment Mm -hmm. and being content in Jesus. I'm practicing, like, believing and trusting that my value doesn't change when my life is a mess or in my mess, in my messiness, Mm -hmm. in my heart, in my spiritual journey, and physically like having a physically clean home isn't bad but yeah sometimes it can be a a picture of what I'm okay with even like in my heart I guess yeah so that's that's why it's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) and why is it okay because I mean I guess it's kind of a similar answer but also just because like God loves me in my mess, too. Mm -hmm. And if I don't clean it, you know, for two days, it's going to be okay, Mm -hmm. actually. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The world's going to keep moving, and I can find peace even in a messy house. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so good. (laughs) So good. I needed to hear that because life's... I've just been super busy at work, and... Every day I just feel like I come home and I'm like, I didn't like finish things or I'm not ahead, mm. you know? And I think God's also showing me this, a similar thing of like wanting to find control in that yeah. and trusting like if I don't get everything done, I'm still just as loved mm-hmm. and my identity is secure mm-hmm. so I can like be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had another question. So with practicing this letting go... Um, have you seen any like positive fruit come out of that like in you or in your relationships or just anything yeah I mean I think practically just like instead of maybe when I'm tired instead of choosing to clean my house because it just bothers me and I'm just like oh I'll just feel better after I do it I actually just like have time to rest instead you know or time to be with God or be with Sager, you know? So just practically, like, instead of just prioritizing the things that actually matter the most to me, mm. you know? Hmm. Letting my my schedule and my actions reflect my values hmm. more. Yeah. It frees me up to do that. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then I get to it whenever I get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just, like, just trusting God more, just growing and trusting Him. And I don't always do it, you know? I don't always 
relent that sometimes I just I'm like I just gotta clean it you know and it's mm-hmm. it's okay yeah. but sometimes and sometimes it's okay like it's good that I cleaned it and sometimes I'm like wow that actually didn't make me feel better yeah. so it's kind of revealing that mm-hmm. but we all have different areas you know like, yeah for me that's interesting that's the radiator i'm sorry it is pretty noisy it can be but it has been quiet so far so guys if you hear your radiator don't worry about it we're okay (laughs) we're staying warm Um, yeah so i kind of lost my train of thought um Um, we all have areas yeah we all have areas so like for me even though i when my house gets like, I haven't taken care of it in a while, mm-hmm. and my while is probably different than your while, but, like, <laughs> I feel yeah. it, and I'm like, okay, I need to clean, mm-hmm. but that's definitely not, like, a temptation or as much, yeah. but I have other areas where I'm, like, mm. just put, and again, like, it just sounds like, to me, it's a lot of just, like, where where's your mind going? Like, how much energy are you giving to this thing? Mm-hmm. And when you can't do it, or you can't do it a certain way, or you can't get something, how much is that affecting your mental state Mm. you know I think that's one way to like tell when something is like you're thinking about it too much and it's it has a hold on you versus something that doesn't yeah because it's all like internal and I think for some people they're just maybe not as in tune with that as you've learned to be Mm. so I just want to help people have some practical like tips of like okay yeah, this is affecting me, <laughs> and yeah. I need to release this to God, um, mm-hmm. versus, actually, right. yeah, that didn't really bother me, I'm okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, speaking of rest, because you are talking about how, like, when you, like, specifically with cleaning and stuff, you release mm-hmm. that, and you have more time to do other things that you value, mm-hmm. like resting, I want to talk a little bit about that, because I know you've been just, like, learning about Sabbath, and we've all been, I feel like both of us have been learning about Sabbath the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. want to do a quick shout out to the Bayma podcast. Mm-hmm. For anyone who wants to learn about Sabbath, go listen to, I don't know what episode it is, but it's like one think three yeah, or something. Definitely or the, the episode one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creation story specifically. Yeah. It'll rock your world. And like, <laughs> as Americans, I think Sabbath and Sabbath, when I say Sabbath, I mean just like a day of rest mm-hmm. or resting. Like that just doesn't, makes sense to us because we're so like productivity mind minded mm-hmm. um yeah so like if you listen to that and understand the culture understand like it's just gonna blow your mind mm-hmm. i suggest you listen to it twice mm-hmm. and like sit and like take notes yeah um and you'll get a lot out of it yeah so and, yeah and then also read the ruthless elimination of hurry by mm-hmm. john mark comer and listen to his podcasts as well there's a lot of great resources on yeah I'll link it all so people can just click cool. and go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, so do you want to kind of just share what you've been learning and either like right now or in the past few years when it comes to Sabbath? Mm. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just like go off of what I was kind of already talking about a bit because it does connect like learning about Sabbath has trickled into the rest of my life. And Mm. I think that that is the purpose of Sabbath. Mm. It's this one day a week that we get to rest with God. And like God in, when he created the whole world and (laughs) humanity, 
he took the seventh day to just rest and enjoy what he had done, the work that he had created. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't need to rest, Mm -hmm. but he did that as an example for us to show us, like this is something we've learned from the Bama podcast, like to show us that like, like perfect, I think it's that like perfect wasn't really like an idea Hmm. for like, ancient Jewish people Mm -hmm. because of that it was more just like God showing us that it was good Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah because he kept saying it's this is good Mm -hmm. it is very good Mm -hmm. he didn't say it is perfect Mm -hmm. he said it's good yeah and that that there is a point yeah (laughs) there (laughs) is a point at which if you keep adding on to it it's not good anymore Mm -hmm. and we just think more is better (laughs) Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, more work. Just keep working. And so God didn't need to rest, but he made it a point to show us that it is good for us to rest from our work. Yeah. Wow. And to just enjoy it. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of connected to, like, the fact that we have limitations, you know? We have a certain capacity, and we want to think that we don't. We want to think that oh like nobody can limit me nothing can limit me you know but it's just not true like we think that freedom is found in you know not being limited by anything but we actually find freedom within our limitations like david says like lord your your boundary lines fall in a pleasant place for Mm me like we find our freedom in that Mm -hmm. because those those limits are there for our good yeah each each week that we practice Sabbath, we are like aligning ourselves with that reality and choosing. I mean, you, you don't, you may not always think about that, but I'm trying to at least mm-hmm. like intentionally think about that. There is this um, poetry book by Wendell Berry. He's an old farmer pastor guy or something. Yeah. <laughs> and which is kind of random, but um, he has this, book called Sabbath Poems or Poems for Sabbath or something and I rented it from the library and I would start reading those poems on my Sabbath Mm. and it helped me so much to like just I don't know get this idea more into my heart Mm. and like see it as a good thing see it as something to enjoy but this idea of trusting God with my unfinished tasks um like there were a few of the poems that just struck me where he said that, like, thank you, God, for this day that I get to enjoy with you in the midst of all of my unfinished tasks. Mm -hmm. I left them unfinished, and they will be in the same spot waiting for me when I come back tomorrow. (laughs) And just, like, you know, just kind of taking a breath and being okay with that rather than... I mean, I think that that's a really hard thing for Sabbaths. Especially when you first start, but even even now, after I've been practicing it for like five years, like, just like, oh no, I didn't finish this thing. Gosh darn it, now I can't enjoy this whole day because it's going to be bothering me, you know? Rather than that, yeah, like just taking that as an invitation to like, just trust God with that unfinished thing. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of, oh, with it being there when you where you left it yeah um, for me sometimes I get into a um, 
I don't know if it's like a poverty abundance mentality, but it's like a um, scarcity. Scarcity mentality or like, and with a Sabbath, it's like time. Like my time is running out. Mm. And I have to, Mm. I have to enjoy every moment and do everything before (laughs) I die. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before you die. Okay, okay. (laughs) That's too much. But like, I think that's where my addiction to busy and like production comes from sometimes because I don't believe like it'll be there when I, when I come back. Yeah. I don't know if that totally makes sense, but like, I think my mindset's just been shifting a little bit about like eternity. Like we have eternity to do things. Yeah. So like I don't have to be afraid that I'm not going to get everything done in my life. Yeah. Because we have eternity to get everything done. Yeah. And there's always going to be more to get done. So just like mm -hmm. enjoy the Sabbath. Because it's, if anything, it's like a release of mm-hmm. like, there's always going to be more to get done. So just enjoy this day yeah. where you don't have to do anything and you're not yeah. supposed to do anything. Right. So I don't That's... know why this has been in my head, but it has been. <laughs> no, you're right. That is so freeing. Yeah, I think that's something I haven't thought about in a while but something I used to think about like I my dream used to be to be on Broadway and Mm -hmm. to do musicals and I still really love that stuff I haven't done it in like eight years though and I remember like feeling like God was asking me to give that up Mm -hmm. in order to like disciple people Mm -hmm. and now that's what I'm doing with my life and there are times when I'm like God like will there ever be a time in my life where I'll be able to do that thing like I really miss it yeah and I really loved it like, it brought me a lot of joy, and I know it's not a bad thing to enjoy, but, like, that exact thing has, like, brought me a lot of comfort mm-hmm. of knowing that, like, God didn't just create us in the garden to just be with him. He created us to rule alongside him, and so that's what it's going to be like with him at the end of all things, you yeah. know? Like, we're not just going to be in this weird ethereal state just mm. like worshiping him the whole time we'll be worshiping him in everything that we do yes. and we're gonna be doing all the things <laughs> you know like yeah. and so i don't know if there will ever if there will be an opportunity for me to do that in this life but i know that if not like god knows that's something i enjoy and yeah. i think he'll there'll be space there'll be plenty of time <laughs> we are not short on time actually yep. yeah <laughs> yeah and actually, as you were saying that, um, like, okay, so I can, because of that, I can rest this one day. But there's also a statistic I've heard, and I, I don't, I can't really, I can't quote the, sur- the source or anything, but John Mark Comer said it, that, like, there was some study done on people who, who um, did a Sabbath or even just rested one day a week or something, mm-hmm. whether it was Christian or not. And those people lived on average seven years longer than Crazy. anybody else. Yeah. Probably because they live a much more peaceful, content, joyful, present life. Yep. So yep. if you're worried about having enough life to live, <laughs> then <laughs> Sabbath, because you'll actually live longer. Yeah. Yeah, on Earth, so. Yeah, <laughs> right. So cool. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, with that, um, this is kind of off topic, but similar with the whole like, Broadway thing. Mm. So, like, let's say you never get on Broadway on this earth, but then we're in eternity in heaven in the new kingdom. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, it's, it's 
tons of space, tons of people, tons of things to do. Mm. I think I'm, at least for me, because I can get really competitive sometimes mm. and like think like, you know, there's only, there's only going to be one um, Sandy in Greece. Yeah. So in heaven, like you have to be the best Sandy. <laughs> you're going to be Sandy in Greece. But actually there'll be like tons of musicals going on, like infinite musicals, infinite space for those. Mm. So there's room for everyone. Yeah. And right. that's really helpful, I think, for people who are tryhards because mm. at least for me, that was like yeah. my thing with volleyball and stuff. Like I was mm-hmm. I was a setter and I never got to play because I wasn't as good as the other girl. Mm. And so that like caused a lot of not good things inside of me of like disliking yeah. her and feeling bad mm. self worth and all this stuff. And right. so like if I'm not the best then I'm not useful or something. Yeah. Like yeah. And I don't get to do what I love. Right. Because you want yeah. to be on stage. You want to be singing and dancing right. and stuff. So. And that's frustrating. And yeah. 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 So hmm. that's cool. And just something I need to remind myself all the time because yeah. that's so easy to lose that mindset. And um, it's mm. it just helps you have a lot more joy and make mm. a lot more friends um, because you think there's room for everyone. I don't mm-hmm. have to compete. And that's another thing with, like, the girlfriends thing. Like, I didn't have a ton of girlfriends because I felt, like, jealous of them sometimes mm. or, like, compared myself to them or yeah. um, whatever. And so yeah. w- once I've, like, let go of that mentality of, like, there's room for everyone and we all have beautiful, distinct, different characteristics and personalities and that's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not supposed to be carbon copies yeah. of each other. That's, like, really... <laughs> no, it's Okay. <laughs> There's the thing again. What's it called? The radiator. The radiator. Yeah. It likes to sing random times. Um, It wants its shot too on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I guess just like that is interesting to me, like hearing that perspective too, because I never did competitive sports. Mm -hmm. The only sports I did were gymnastics. And I did like some, a little bit of dancing. I did track. So track was a little bit competitive, but it was still, like, I did, like, relays. So it was, like, a team thing mm-hmm. where we we're all doing the exact same thing, basically. Yeah. And, like, gymnastics was, like, competitive but against myself. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I <laughs> Like, when I, in college, I've, like, tried to push myself out of my comfort zone and play soccer or basketball, which is really out of my comfort zone. <laughs> But, like, I think it's really out of my comfort zone because people get competitive, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Why are you competitive? Why does it have to be this way? But even just you sharing that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I was talking to someone at work. Okay, so there's a guy I work with, and he was a college basketball player. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little bit about just, like, being a college athlete and yeah. um, kind of talking about that, too. Um, I completely just lost my train of thought. Mm. Um Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So I told him, like, I kind of, like, turn off that mindset when I play sports now. Or sometimes I just can't play sports because mm. I know there's going to be something, like, turned on in me. Of, uh. like, I hate that person. <laughs> feeding me. Or they're being, yeah. And it's another thing for when, if someone's just, like, good at <clears throat> sport, I can deal with that. But when mm. they're, like, playing dirty. Oh, just, yeah. It just, I, I was yeah. like, inside. You know, yeah. no one can see it. But for me, it's, like, it feels like this isn't good Mm. so and he was telling me he's like you know not all competitiveness is bad like yeah I guess you have to check yourself and stuff but like and I'm still learning about how that can be good because Mm. I've always kind of thought of it as like a bad thing Mm. so I probably just need to talk to more athletes who love Jesus and yeah see how right yeah they like like look at it yeah um 
there was another thing you were talking about. You just said so many great things in the whole, like, talking about Sabbath and stuff. But you were talking about limits, mm. which I think is also a huge thing for tryhards to accept. At least for me, that's yeah. been a journey this past, like, two-ish years of, mm -hmm. like, first off, recognizing I have limits. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I just, I didn't really know that word most of my life. <laughs> I always just yeah. thought push past those, you know, like, yeah. limits don't exist. Right. They do. Like, we have skin on our body. We can't just be, like, right. everywhere. You know, we can't be, like, <laughs> a cat where we just, like, morph into other things. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds weird. But, like, <laughs> they're, they're a lot more, like, jelly. <laughs> and we have, like, bones and structure. And so, and so like, okay, yeah. anyway, um, that's from, like, the Boundaries book. Um, yes. Of just, like, yes. why did God give us skin? Because right. we're separate from other people. Like, right. he wants us all just to be, like, meshed together. Right. Into, like, a blob. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's helping me to understand, helpful. like, mm -hmm. with my body. Like, there's limits there. Um, right. But I kind of wanted to talk about boundaries, too, because mm. I know you... I don't know, did you just finish the book, or you're still reading it? I'm still reading it. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> but we've talked about it a decent amount yeah. the past, like, years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just forgot that boundaries connect to Sabbath, and mm. I think that tryhards, we tend to like I said, push ourselves past those limits, and that's, there's, to some degree, that's a good thing, you know, because mm -hmm. we can't, like, God does want us to grow. Right. But I think there's a, there's a way of growing and just surrendering and trusting Him through the growth process, and, like, yeah. trying to run faster than, than Him, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I must say I am very slowly reading through that book. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, <laughs> Do you want to say what chapter you're on? I don't even remember. Uh, like maybe five or okay. something. Okay. Well, yeah. It's not like you just read one chapter. So yeah. You're in the book. Yeah, I'm in it. Okay. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that example that you used has been very like. Yeah, like when you say it at first, you're like, well, yeah, duh, we have skin mm -hmm. on us. But it's like I had never thought about that before mm -hmm. as an example of like. Me neither. And just like the idea it's talked about of like God has boundaries. Mm. I was like, wait, what? Like, because yeah. in a lot of ways, we don't think he does because mm -hmm. he loves us even though we're sinners and he died for us and he let himself be crucified. But at the same time, he still has a boundary of like, if you don't put your faith and hope in him, you're not going to experience the fullness of life. Yeah. You know? Right. So like, that is still a boundary that he has. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like that idea of God having boundaries, but also like Jesus Yes, he went to the cross, but at the same time, like, he was very honest. Hmm. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess <clears throat> that's the thing with boundaries a lot of times, especially, like, for me with my family, like, really struggling to be honest about things that are really hard. Yeah. And feeling like, is that selfish or is that wrong or should I, as a Christian, like, just absorb the wound. Mm. And I think, yes, there is some of that in forgiveness, but that doesn't mean that you just don't do anything then. Yeah. It's like, yes, you do absorb the wound in forgiveness, but that doesn't mean that, like, like it actually is loving to be honest with them. Yeah. Um, and, like, Jesus did that. Right. So that has just helped motivate me and show me that that's like the right thing to do mm -hmm. i don't know how connected this is to like i guess it is i mean yeah it's a connected to like accepting our limits of that like in me accepting my limits 
I have to hold other people to accepting my limits too. And I shouldn't expect them to know what my limits are. It is up to me to communicate that to them and make it clear to them. And in me doing that, I'm also giving them the freedom to do that back Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And I just think that so many of us don't think that we have the freedom to do that. Or the the yeah the autonomy the authority to do that but like God has given that us that authority yeah and that that is love yep oh, there's so much there and like what you're saying too about Jesus um, with the absorbing the wound uh-huh. um, and I think it's healthy to when someone hurts us if we don't tell them they're gonna keep doing it and we're basically enabling their sin in mm-hmm. a way. Um, so we don't set a boundary of distance of, you know, like telling them like, Hey, if you treat me this way, I'm, I'm not going to interact with you. I'm not going right. to whatever. Like, yeah. And again, that's hard for some people to think that's loving. But yeah. It is actually loving because it's really hard. <laughs> you're not like letting them live in sin and live in death. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, right. um, that's one thing that's helped mm. <laughs> me a lot because I also thought the same yeah. thing of like, you know, Jesus just like took it all and went to the cross and right. just everyone like exactly. mock him and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But one thing we talked about like a year ago, cause it's almost mm-hmm. Easter again about like my little um, thing where I realized that like Jesus chose to go to the cross yeah, and like he right. didn't um, begrudgingly go to the cross. He didn't like, he wasn't yeah. a victim, you know, to everyone else's things. Like he, yeah. Yeah. he had boundaries and like, I'm not doing this because I feel forced to. Like, right. I am doing this because yeah. I want to. Yeah. And because I want to obey the Father. Mm-hmm. And so then we can look at that example and be like, okay, so now mm. when someone hurts me, I don't have to feel like a victim. Like, oh, I can't do anything about this. Like, mm. No, you can do something. Yeah. You can tell them the truth. You can mm-hmm. pray about it. You can forgive them. You can set a yeah. physical um, or emotional boundary. Yeah. And, um, yeah. of course, you want to reconcile the relationship. But mm-hmm. sometimes if that person isn't going to receive that boundary or, you know, accept it, yeah. then that's their choice. Right. That's another beautiful thing about boundaries. <laughs> it's all about choice. Yeah. You know, there's no force. Forcing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning of creation, like, God didn't force Adam and Eve to do anything. He said, you have all the garden to choose from, choose, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. yeah, don't pick this fruit. Mm-hmm. And he could have just not given the option to choose right. it, but he allowed them mm-hmm. um, in his will, which is still like crazy to us because we're like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he thought it was that was good. Right. Um, and then there was a consequence to what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's beautiful about that too is that that consequence, God still comes in and is like, I want to make a way for you out. Like, yeah. Still giving them a choice. Yeah. Yeah. To turn towards him. Yeah. You know, like. We, we could have yeah. we could talk so much about this and maybe we should another time but yeah um, I think it's just really amazing and I say it all not being like I do this perfectly because I I don't it's still really hard for me so the more I can talk about it the more I'm more likely to actually live it out because mm-hmm. I see how good and valuable it yeah, is definitely um, I was just talking about this with another friend too actually of of because we were talking about boundaries in the context of conflict, but even when there isn't conflict of just like having that, it's actually more loving to be honest about your boundaries of like, Hey, I, I don't think I should hang out tonight instead of like, for me, instead of feeling like 
I have to have an excuse. Mm-hmm. I have to have like a really a good enough reason. Like yes. I feel that a lot. Yes, me too. It's yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying to grow and just saying I'm just tired and I just need to rest tonight. Yeah. And I do feel like we are practicing that with each other. Seriously. Yeah. Even on Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. when you were like, you want to hang out? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I have a busy weekend and I yeah. think I'm going to be too tired and want to be alone. Yeah. And I'm thankful that we have that friendship that we're learning this right, together. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want you to hang out with me if you feel like you have to, or if you're just going to be like exhausted the whole yeah. time, you know? Even though I love hanging out with you. Yeah. And if I just never listen to my body or my limits, mm-hmm. I would just force, not force myself, but I would do it. Yeah. But then I probably would like feel worse afterwards <laughs> right yeah and so. it's like it's not like there's never any time for that that's why we listen to the holy spirit mm-hmm. you know and if we feel like god's saying just spend time with them it's like okay then i can trust god that you'll give me the energy i need you yeah. know but i just yeah. feel like especially for women for christian women we've just been told to never listen to our body just always yeah. serve always yeah. be selfless yeah and that's why i think it's so important for us mm-hmm. to learn about this stuff so the last thing I just want to talk about is baking. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's been something, and we talked a little bit about Sabbath, and we didn't mm-hmm. get to it, but we could, we could probably do another podcast another time of just, like, what you like to do on Sabbath. Because, mm. at least for me, it's like, okay, do I just sit and do nothing for a whole day? Like, you know, there's things that are work in our mind, and then there's things that are, like, fun. And, mm-hmm. like, um, you could still do something but it's like it's kind of like a mental thing of like yeah. and you have to always check yourself because even something that's fun for you could be tiring exactly um yeah. so but I know that's one thing that you like to do on your on your sabbath and mm-hmm. you take great instagram videos <laughs> of the process which I love to see so you want to just share like a little bit about your baking journey and what you've been baking recently and what you're really into <laughs> Oh, would I? Yes, I would. Um, (laughs) Yeah, actually, it started, like, um, maybe a little bit over a year ago. Um, Yeah, in the spring, actually, probably, like, in the winter of of last year, uh, like, maybe February, January, February, Mm -hmm. I, well, before then, I started watching The Great British Baking Show, (laughs) And I was super into it. And then I was just like, I just, I love this. And I want to like start making stuff like this. Yeah. And so I gave myself like a, a fun goal to bake something new once a week. Ooh, yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, the Sabbath was like the only time I had to do that. But also it was also something like exciting to do. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I didn't do it every week. There were some weeks where I was like, I'm just too tired or whatever. But most of the time I did it. And I like experimented with so many different things. Mm. Some things I made and I spent four hours on and it was like a dud. (laughs) I was like, no, those are sad days. But that is just part of the baking process. Like it really is. And I got a or I rented a book by Paul Hollywood mm-hmm. um, about baking, and he said something in there like, what makes somebody a great baker is that they're willing to like retry recipes over and over again until they like perfect them. get it right. I think that was just someone honking their horn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird honk. It was. Horn or whatever, yeah. Um, so I don't know, I just was like, okay, so I'm not the only one who like messes things up and stuff. Yep. Um, 
but yeah and then i i took like a break for a little while i just like got busier and then i i baked like one thing of bread and that was amazing mm. um but i can't eat a lot of bread mm -hmm. um because i don't i guess i'm like a slightly lactose intolerant or not lactose gluten, gluten. <laughs> yeah. yeah gluten intolerant i am lactose intolerant mm -hmm. but um yeah and so but then i heard that sourdough is really good for your gut mm. and is easier for your body to digest mm. so then my friend's mom does sourdough bread and stuff so i asked her and she gave me some Yay. and so that has been a whole new journey for the last few months because that's a living thing yeah. you have to keep alive and feed and there are certain recipes where you can use it as a a leavening agent and then there's some where you don't have to you can Ooh. add like baking soda or, or okay. baking powder and stuff yeah so that is a whole nother thing because I now I have to bake once a week oh, <laughs> actually right. um or in order I. like if I don't want to waste the discard like each time I feed it there I discard some of it and then mm. I feed it more so it doesn't just like overflow okay yeah. so there are times when I'm like, wow, I, I didn't want to spend this much time <laughs> baking, but I didn't want to, like, waste it. Sager's actually been talking to me recently about, like, maybe sometimes it's it's better for you to just throw mm -hmm. some of it out if mm -hmm. you don't have energy. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I am, yeah I'm learning that. Um, but it has also, like, made me just experiment with a lot of new things. I'm actually trying to make sourdough bread. I'm trying to, like, when you, whenever we're done with this, I'm going to make... Uh, the dough tonight, oh. and then I'll bake it tomorrow for the first time. Oh, okay. Um, so you made, like, things... I made all other kinds of things. I've oh, made okay. sourdough muffins, <laughs> pretzel cake. bites, coffee yeah. cake, oh donuts, bagels, oh, crackers, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> banana bread. Wow. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with sourdough. That's awesome. A lot. So, oh, yeah, and then I made pizza mm -hmm. and garlic knots. Yum. Just this week. Wow. So anyways, I'm finally gonna try out sourdough bread. For some reason, that's like a bigger thing in my head. Mm. And I'm like, it's probably not that much harder yeah. than all the other yeah, things. But it easier. Yeah, honestly. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, that's a new journey. That's awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing. I uh, Just like talking to you, that's another thing I've always appreciated about you, Jess, is like your passions. Like you just like a lot of different things. And I think you go through seasons of like being super into stuff. So, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously like... Um, theater and stuff mm -hmm. and I know you'd still do that but we've talked just about like you're like how can I not do everything like I want to do everything you know yeah. and, um know. so like we could talk about plants and stuff because I know in college you like took classes on that and <laughs> I always learned a lot about plants from you and stuff so we'll just if you want we can I would love to do this again thank you so much for listening to the grace for the try hard podcast I hope you feel encouraged, empowered, challenged, and that you know that you are so loved by God. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, as well as rate and leave a review. Talk to you soon.